welcome to uh, Rock Bottom to Recovery Podcast. I am Shane Johnson, and the man sipping uh, Dunkin' Donuts iced tea without bringing me one is Bill Farrell. Sorry, sorry. And if uh, if you see any scum on my hands, it's because I have a full-time job now, and I, it's uh, high-rise window cleaning, and I'm back to work and completely exhausted. I'm actually hunched over right now. <laughs> you can't see it, but uh, I'm what, half asleep, too. What you can't see is the dirt on Shane's face. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you can. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I have got. I was sweating all day, and I kept touching. See how dirty my hands yeah. are right now? Yeah. Yeah. That dirt right there looks like it's almost a rose. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, that is. Oh, it is, is rose. rose. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually put dirt inside the rose I to got you. help it cultivate. <clears throat> Yeah, so we're episode six. So what? Um, and uh, guest speaker today was supposed to be Shannon Egan. So yeah. tell them a little bit so, about Shannon Egan. So Shannon is a author, uh, public speaker, recovery advocate in Utah, uh, an amazing individual does, that does um, a lot of recovery work in Africa as well. Uh, she was supposed to make it, but she had an emergency. Um, I, I, you know, my sick thinking. I'm like, oh, I'm just getting blown off because I got blown up. No, but she, you know, five a.m. Um, yeah, we have a nice background at 5 a.m. on our Instagram. She's at the airport. And so, uh, Shannon, I look forward to having you in here next week, or we look forward to having you in here next week. Thank you, Shane, for including me into that um, that nice warm greeting. Yeah, it's to, not uh, about I, it's about Shane. we. Yeah. So. I, I actually sent her a friend request, and I, I don't think she's friended me yet. She's but that's a, not uncommon. She, yeah, she's got a lot of people. People are like, oh, I'm busy. I'll try to friend you later. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. three years later, maybe or something. Uh, yeah, you know, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, we don't have a guest speaker, so uh, Shane and I are going to wing it like we did last week. I'm not as fired up. <clears throat> He's not. You no, can already see I've it. I've been up at, uh, since 4 a.m. Yeah. Right here, Bubba. <laughs> Me too, 4 a.m. A lot of magic happens at 4 a.m. People don't realize. Like coffee um, and silence. So I was at 4 a.m. I was already, I already worked out. Did you? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, me and my boy Danny Allen. I don't know if he's watching. Maybe he should be. But you sparring at four a.m.? Uh, not sparring because um, I'm old and my reflexes are slow. Uh, but um, we did some pad work. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. Uh, we brought it. I've and done then, some pad work with you. I yeah. wanted to throw up after. Um, yeah. Um, I do. I Bill pushes that. it to the limit. We try. We try to do the best that we can. So. Yeah. Um, so but, also, um, if you, anyone wants to call in, um, my phone is available, and you can call in at one eight 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 four one five nine one three nine. That's one eight 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 four one five nine one three nine. One day I'm going to memorize it, but for now, my notes. Yeah. And uh, how many phone calls have we had? <laughs> Zero. So Zero I guess phone no calls. one has any problems. <clears throat> no. None. Everybody's good. Everybody, everybody's good. You, you ever hear that uh, um, acronym for fine? <sighs> no, tell it to me. Effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I'm fine. Oh, Everyone just, just says, I'm fine. Hey, how you doing? That's why my buddy always says, he goes, if you're going to ask an addict how they're doing, always ask them twice. They'll lie to you the first time and tell you the truth the second. There you go. <laughs> Usually it's, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Life's in, life's in turmoil, but I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw, a, I, I was at um, Bill W.'s house a, a few years ago, and uh, they have license plates. Um, in the main room, and there's license plates like I, you know, I O U A A. I love Bill. Um, you know, I love Bob. And one of the plates said, "I'm fine." And uh, I'll never forget that. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, it was cool. Very. Did they have twelve steps going up to his house or something like that? Uh, I think something it, like that. Yeah, I went. I went four years ago. I, honestly, um, 
It's in East Dorset, Vermont, and it is one of the most uh, greatest experiences I've ever had. I went with my sponsor and a whole group, and they put on a big book um, workshop and just a very powerful, powerful time. And I had never seen the mountains and and uh, like that. And there was like you know it was snowing, and we're in the middle of the mountains. And I I remember coming home, and I'm like, man, all I want to see is the stars on the mountains yeah. without any lights. And uh, fortunately. The guy ahead of me swerves. We're on a mountain. I'm totally forgetting we're going home. He swerves. And uh, I see debris go this way. His No, I see his car go this way and debris go that way. I'm like, oh, you know, what was in the truck? So I pull over and uh, I run to his car and he's like, I hit a moose. And I could hear his his passenger side was collapsed. His, right, his driver side was perfectly fine. He was bleeding a little, but he was like, I'm like, yeah, you did, buddy. I could smell the moose in the air, and so the uh, moose—he hit the moose, and the moose ran off. Uh, I don't—I couldn't see. It was pitch black. Wow. On the, uh, you know, all I had was the headlights, and uh, his car was caved in on the right side. And uh, I'm like, why don't you just step out of the car? And so I'm walking to the car, and and uh, uh, well, you know, I had to take a bathroom break on the mountain because it's a long drive, and I'm look, I, I'm I'm just standing there, and I look up, and it was all the stars and I'm like man if I never stopped for this moment I would have missed the stars and it was just like small little things like that like when I get sober I'm like hey, I appreciate that yeah. you know I, I remember the first time I was able to leave the program to go get my stuff that was you know my landlord didn't kick me out and I heard a bird chirp and I, I remember that moment so clearly because I'm like when's the last time I stopped to appreciate that sound just the, the chirping of a bird the chirping of a bird wow. yeah so I get birds chirping at 4am uh, <laughs> when I go to work <laughs> I'm like what are and, you so happy about and you, and you got to see stars <laughs> yeah. uh, on the mountains and on not the, the stars when you're getting clocked upside he, well, the head he saw stars when he hit the moose oh I bet <laughs> it's like he didn't get killed uh, I was so I could not believe you can smell it too you can smell the fur yeah, yeah I, I was just and I mean where we're the car right behind them. Right. So it's like that type of... Actually, we have a someone calling right now. Let's see who it is. Hold on one second. We got a caller. Hello? 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 Fake it. Who's this? <laughs> they hung up. <laughs> oh, man, they panicked. Oh, it's all right. We wasn't uh, gonna like. We weren't gonna say your name or nothing like that. If if someone called from Framingham, uh, you can call back. We're available. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some feedback or something. Yes. So, what do you have for? If you can't see the table, but Bill has got like a library of stuff laid out on the table. I feel like I'm gonna get quizzed on something. No, 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 not at all. I was actually uh, see my my big thing, Jane, is marijuana. I have an issue with legalized marijuana. I don't have an issue with. Adult smoking it, people over 21, don't care, smoke away. But I do have an issue of the message that it sends to the kids. And I do have an issue when people tell me, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I'm fear-mongering, or I'm out of the loop. I've heard all these things, like, uh, have you even been outside? Do you even know your neighbors? Do you have, when's the last time you've been around kids? They don't even know me, but they want to um, assume uh, because I have an opinion. Um, so... I just noticed there was a couple of things like um, about the marijuana. Again, it has to do with the kids, the kids. I want to be very specific on that, the message that they're sending the kids when they legalize this. But um, I just recently on the news, um, the two young gentlemen from Falmouth, the hockey players, um, had THC in their system. They were driving recklessly. Um, 
And I know people could say, oh, well, they were driving recklessly and they were doing this and they were doing that. But the bottom line is they had marijuana in their system. They were teenagers, you know, and people can make their same. Well, they're going to get it. So what? Don't make it easier for them. You know, um, and, so, and just so you know, marijuana does not improve a teenager's um, motor skills behind the wheel, nor does it improve an adult's. You know, I, I get that argument. Oh, you know, it's 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 you know, alcohol is bad. It's like every time I mention marijuana, I get uh, you know, someone argues with me about another drug. Or yeah. What about this? And I'm like, well, I'm not talking about that right now. Right. And I agree with you. It's if if you're an adult and you want to smoke weed and you're past that. Uh, brain growth age. I, I don't know what that's at. It's like 24. 24. When you're past that, that's fine. But before that, and, and the problem with that is that it, it does. It stunts your, your development. And it's not being, you know, if an adult wants to make a, an adult purchase, fine. Yeah. But it's being marketed towards children. You know, Sour Patch Kids. and yeah, Gummy Bears. Yeah. It makes it look appealing to children. It doesn't make it look like an adult. Like we take it or leave it. You know, yeah. if you're an adult and you're on a diet, then you have no need for gummy bears. But there is not one kid that I've ever met that you don't place gummy bears in front of, and yeah. they're like, "Can I devour every?" And I think it was one. I think it was gummy bears that the uh, middle school kid in um, Framingham. And then now this is yeah. after they legalized yeah. it. Yep. Like we we legalized it in November, and already you had issues. You had. Yeah. Um, I think it was six kids from um, West Roxbury High ended up in the emergency room because somebody brought in brownies and I and I got all the um, I got all the stuff from it too. Um, people that I know, somebody tried to use the gun as a reference. There's a big difference between a gun and a cookie. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, people talk about the the tax code. Oh, you know, we're we're gonna get a tax break. Oh, we're gonna get a tax break. And from what I remember, and our our tax deal that we have with the marijuana industry is actually worse than Colorado's. Colorado um, has made 1.2 billion dollars in taxes, but the problem is they've had 2.2 billion dollars in deaths resulting from high concentrated THC. Because it cost about one point two million dollars to educate someone's um, educate someone's death, um, and, and so they talk about the taxes and things like that. But Colorado's also become the number one illegal distributor of marijuana throughout the country. Right. Throughout, actually, I think it's it's uh, now like ranked in the world, um, and it is because that you can find loops. If now Massachusetts, if you want to deliver weed. Um, you can deliver weed for a non-taxable donation. I know you can. Yeah, so like, so there, there goes everyone, you know, argument well, about, oh, we're going to get a break on the tax. Yeah, not. Yeah, and it's not going to get rid of the black market. No. Because no. people that sell weed are going to continue to and sell weed. the black weed. market is not geared towards adults. The black market is geared towards children. And that, like, we have to keep hammering that home. Everyone argues, well, I'm an adult. I'm a-. Good, that's good. You want to do that, you know, to each his own. But we're talking about drug dealing towards children. Yeah. Our children. Edibles. Because I'll tell you right now, like, uh, as a father, and I, I try to be the best guy possible, but the day my daughter comes up and says, so-and-so gave me a bag of weed, I'm, I'm making so-and-so eat that. But yeah, but what if it's not even that? What if she goes to school and somebody has some cookies or brownies or gummy bears yeah. or something out on the table and yep. she eats it and she ends up in the hospital? Yeah. Be- and then this whole thing, well, nobody's ever died from marijuana. Um, you know what? That's not necessarily true, too. Um, but 
we'll jump on that in a minute. But the thing is, is like, um, if your daughter ended up in an emergency room because she went to school and ate something, you'd be pissed. Yeah, that's a fact. And any parent, any parent, um, should be and would be pissed, whether you smoke it or not. You know, I mean, if this stuff can come into the school and it's going to, and it is. Um, and it's going to come in in vapes and all. It's already is. I, I, don't, I mean, and it's not the same weed that we used to no. smoke when we were kids. The, the, I, when when I was, I started smoking. I think at seventeen or eighteen. And the weed I used to smoke, and the weed you, well, I don't know if you smoked back in the yeah, day, I but like back when my in mom the day. used to talk about Acapulco Gold and tie stick and all this stuff from the eighties and seventies, and she she said, well, so that weed was two percent to fourteen percent THC. 14 was the strongest you could get. The stuff they produce now can come in the a, a 100%. They can create a... Because now it's it's not, you know, grown from the ground. It's grown in labs. It's altered. It's, you know, this one changes this part of your body. Yeah. This one, it, it, it is made... It's very scientific. Yeah, it's yeah. made to either obliterate you or, or lay you back. And, you know, again, you can make the case for the medical, and that's great. I, I believe you if you want to make that case for the medical. You know, yeah. there's, there, I mean, there's, there's you can't attacking. dispute it, we're but we're not, not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about the stuff that's going to... People like to deflect yeah. back to, oh, well, people need it for medicinal purposes. Yeah. Yes, they do. Right. You know, but if that works for you, but I'll tell you right now, my mother has uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Yep. And she said it it somewhat helps with the pain, but it's not a painkiller. It relaxes her body. Right. It's not a, she even said it, it's not a painkiller. Takes pain the killer. edge off. Takes the edge yeah. off the rheumatoid. It doesn't get rid of it. Right. Then, you know, and, and, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, uh, some, some THC can, you know, uh, you know, cure cancer and all that. It's like, all right, now, so now what are we supposed to do? Remove chemotherapy? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. Smoke, <coughs> smoke this weed, you'll be fine. So, um, this, I just pulled this off the, um, uh, March 12th. So this this is um, the Healthy Kids Colorado survey. Um, and just so just so people understand, hey, if you're going to have it, you got to have people that are looking out for the um, for the next generation. And that's all we're trying to do. But nearly half of the Denver students reported that they had used marijuana compared to 38 percent statewide. More than a quarter of Denver students said they had used marijuana in the past month compared to 21 percent statewide and 61 percent of Denver students reported it was uh, sort of very easy to get marijuana compared to 55.7 percent statewide I mean can I, can I pause absolutely I don't mean to change the subject but it says uh, something child Billy watching from Italy really that is amazing oh yeah yeah hi oh I know that's awesome hey yeah. Bob yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, very Italy. cool. Yeah. Spread Let it, Italy know Shane and Billy are on. We're live. Yeah. <laughs> so that is cool. Somebody's watching from Italy. <clears throat> so, you know, I did. I pulled up a few things. Like, honestly, all you have to really do is just, if you wanted to Google, like, um, accidents involving marijuana and everything, they're just out there. A 20-year-old. Now, this is, again, just after November 8th. 20-year-old slams into the back of a school bus. It's loaded with kids, and he admitted, I was smoking marijuana. Where's the red flag? I mean, how do you even um, justify that? Bus driver last week, they just grabbed him. Thank God the student said something. They could smell the weed on him. He was getting ready to take a bunch of kids on a field trip. Yeah. Now, you can make the case, oh, nothing would have happened. You don't know that, but the bottom line is, and, and actually I think um, he even said, oh, it was on my time. Mm. So it just, 
I don't know. It makes me nuts. So, um, and I did have something else that I wanted to uh, point out, and I just drawn a blank, which isn't uncommon for me. Yeah. So, and Shane, obviously, <laughs> Shane's wiped. He doesn't I, have. I am completely wiped right now. Yeah, I got sun on my face. I got dirt on my face. I got dirt in my fingernails. Because you were on fire last week. You came in and you yeah, were. Yeah, I was fired up. I know, but like this is something I'm also fired up with. But I also oh, I, I get drained with the arguments back with. You know, well, what about this drug and what about... And it's like, look, like, I don't agree with the other drugs either. I, You know, I don't agree with alcohol, and I, I might sound like a hypocrite, but listen, this is coming from a person that is an alcoholic, and a recovering alcoholic, and a recovering heroin addict, and I've done every other drug in excess, and no, you know, I someone the other day sent me some text message and talking about, like, the CBD has helped with the anxiety and all... The problem with... The problem with, you know, Xanax helps with anxiety, but the problem is, is you become so dependent on it that when you don't have it, you can't deal with it. You I get, get anxiety. I get anxiety. Yeah. I, I've smoked weed and gotten anxiety. Yeah. You know, um, I, I haven't, I haven't touched a drug in six years, but it, it aggravates me when people talk about anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. The other day, I, I was at Fridays, and I, um, you know, I'm out to eat with my daughter and and my girlfriend, and all of a sudden. Anxiety hit. Yeah. I had I had social anxiety, and and my girlfriend's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "I I don't know. I couldn't figure it out." But you know what? I I made it through my meal. I I just sat back and I just told myself it would be all right. Did it cure it? No, because I've had I you know I get anxiety approaching people. I get anxiety walking in here. But I'll tell you right now, I have already tried the chemical way. Yeah. And the chemical way is such a finite experience that I cannot have a sustaining. Life, I, I, my life does not sustain for me. I, life collapses. Right. And I be, I'm chemically dependent. My infinite source of power now is through my faith. Yep. And, and listen, if you're in recovery and you're like, well, you know, he says faith and it sounds Christian. I am Christian, but I wasn't Christian for four years of my recovery. Oh, I didn't consider myself Christian. Right. But um, at the same time, I am, I, you know, I, I was saved and I consider myself Christian now. And but I wasn't wrong to, you know, not know if I was Christian or not because I still believed in God. Right. I still used God as my alternate substitute for chemicals. Right. My alternate, you know, I believed in something and my prayer was just whatever you are, whoever you are, I need help. You know, um, I, I do a I do a Curcio and, you know, I I did a, a nice Christian men's retreat, and I was still shaky. I was still on the line about it, you know, and um, it, it just took time. It took time for me to develop my own faith and my own opinion, and I guess this kind of correlates with the weed and the substance abuses. We need to give our children time to help them form an opinion without marketing drugs towards them. Right. You know, like what 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 frustrates me, what frustrates me is that we are trying to remove opiates, prescriptions, you know, extra curricular prescriptions, and heroin from our city. And now we want to pass a bill because we're passing it off as it's a great it's great for the taxes and great for medicinal use. And you well, can use that money to fight yeah, the opiates. Yeah. It's, it, it's, but it's we're we're going to flood our streets with marketing material for marijuana. That is made to. I don't care what anyone says. It is made to draw in a young crowd. That that 
16 to 24 crowd. Yeah. That 12 to 24 crowd. And if you really want to get sick and you really want to, like, people can deny it, when you make it in into candy, you're going for the uh, the minute they reach the candy shelf yeah. to, to 24. You're damaging children <laughs> and you're not giving them a chance. And we try to remove that from our city and more stuff is piled on more stuff is piled on and and i swear to god that the presidential election is a good way to hide certain bills that pass though no, everyone was worried about trump and hillary meanwhile our state is under siege with uh, a bogus uh, you know bill for marijuana that is industry friendly not consumer friendly and now that it's passed we have almost absolutely no power over it Except yeah, we passed it and we weren't even ready for it. No, no, because everyone was worried about you know that the you know Trump and the Russians and it's like who cares? Who cares who your next president is? Let's work on our state and making changes within our state, within our town, Holbrook. Yeah, you know Holbrook what? Cares. Um, we we got to reach out to that guy. I see him on the uh, news all the time, Jim Borgesian. If, if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, I. Um, I apologize, but he was one of the main uh, people behind the push for pro-marijuana. So they're always referring to him when the legislation is dragging their feet or doing whatever it is that they do. But uh, I'd love to have him come on and just speak from his point of view. You know, because again, I mean, we're, we we just because we feel this way doesn't mean, you know, I, I'd like to hear from them. Um, but... Um, <clears throat> There, and I mentioned this before, one of the earlier podcasts, that uh, there is a, a local high school, um, and I was talking to one of the students, and, and I asked him, uh, what are the drugs like over at your high school? And he said the two main things were cocaine and marijuana. Cocaine and marijuana. Those were the two main things that high school kids were using in his high school. And he said that, um, that they were extracting the juices um, out of, the marijuana. So when he says that, what he means is they're um, extracting that THC, which they they use butane to do, which is highly flammable. Um, and what they do is once they get that, um, that it's called dabs. Or dabs, right? Like yeah. And it says right. I, I actually was another one. It says thanks to dabbing, it is possible to overdose on marijuana because it's so potent that when you take a, a puff of it. it 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 knocked people out, and there was there was um, one where a guy got knocked out and cracked his head, and if I have to find it, I'll find it and show it to you guys. Whatever. Well, the fact that you you you're going unconscious from something is probably not good for you. But the fact that these this is high school, yeah. and they're already extracting the juices. Yeah. His yeah. words. Yep. I mean, you know, I mean that should be a concern. But when will that be a concern? Twenty years down the road, well, when you people, realize that you know, the um, other, the there's other, damage that's been done. The other, pe- the other argument, you know, people that try to do all oh, prohibition never worked for anyone. Yeah, you know? I love that. That's but fantastic. But listen, like, but I, at the same time, like, I, like I say, might sound like a hypocrite, but I don't agree with alcohol anymore. Yeah, I don't agree with these things that I that used to agree with my body until they didn't. You know, and as far as as marijuana, you know, I hear so many different arguments. I'm not attacking an adult. I'm just attacking the industry. Just like I believe that opiates have a place in the medical field, but I don't believe they have a place in every single household in America, which they try doing. Just like marijuana, like like the I believe it has a place in society. 
but I don't believe it has. A, it should be allowed to be mass produced. So, so I was thinking about this too because I got a lot of um, things in the mail on the um, on the whole um, when ballot four question was coming up, and I and I I don't know if I saved them. If I did, I'll definitely um, bring them. But every ballot. Um, uh, pro marijuana advertising I got one had a um, teacher on it, um, one had uh, a nurse on it, uh, one had the um, lieutenant uh, the, from the the former Boston police officer, and he was talking about uh, we have to we have to regu- uh, we have to um, uh, they actually they didn't even mention recreational marijuana it was all about criminalization and medicinal. Which medicinal happened in 2012? Criminalization, if I if I remember correctly, happened in 2008. Yeah, that was, that was a big. Uh, people were attacking me. Oh, we need medical marijuana. I said that, that it's bill already has been passed. it was already yeah. there. Yeah, they never mentioned recreational. So anybody that that saw those commercials or anybody that got that, you know, they, as far as I'm concerned, they were sold a lie. Wording is everything. Absolutely. They just, you know, so when you say no to commercialization, people say, but I need medical. Right. Well, we're talking apples and oranges. Right. You know, it's like it, that is what got me too. I during that during the election, as everyone was wording it one way, and I, I was saying it the way. I, what I was disagreeing with was commercialization. Right. And everyone was coming out with prohibition this and medical that, and I'm yeah. like, listen, like commercialization of marijuana towards children. We don't like Budweiser is marketed. Yes, it's somewhat marketed towards teenagers during football and stuff like this. But at the same time, like you don't have like some kid walking up, you know, like a sour patch is for kids. You don't have some kid walking up cracking a beer that says gummy bears on it. Like they try to separate that. But like with the medical marijuana or, or the commercialization, they're not trying to separate it whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they don't, there's no edible beer out there. It just, you know what, like you you were saying earlier, here we are, we're trying to deal with the opiate, and um, and, more, and now we got to deal with this too. Up. And again, I have to stress, because I see Joe just came on. Jaya, hi Joe. Um, you know, I, I have know to stress, it's the kids. Be. We're worried about the kids. We're worried about the message that we're sending the kids. Yeah. And um, yep, you can, yeah, I know all the um, the arguments, you know, they're going to get it, and this is going to be cleaner. I just... No, and and the other thing too is like uh, yes, I am a father. You're a father. Yeah, I, you know if someone was like, um, you know, well, you know, if you weren't a parent, you'd probably be saying something different. Well, the fact is, I am a parent, and that's what like life had out for me. And so yes, I'm worried about the next generation. Look, I don't take this wrong to whoever's listening. My generation, look, you're 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 if you're in my generation, that's probably you know, uh, thirty to. 36 whatever you're on your own <laughs> i've got a nine-year-old to worry about and and her friends and the people that she's hanging out with um and, and that i need to be proactive i need to be proactive in hoping that she doesn't drink she doesn't smoke and if she does i hope that she doesn't have the uh, but, alcoholic bug like yeah do. and here's the thing so i want to i want to make this clear so here's the thing like you just said like um we all we've all grown up and we've all we've all done Whatever, you know, the drinking, the drug, and I did that. I actually smoked my last joint in 86. Uh, I just got home from boot camp. I was three. Yeah, thanks, Shane. <laughs> um, so, um, but, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so, um, we just want to educate the kids. That's all we want to do. Yeah. Give them the information. You can give them your information. We'll give them our information and let them decide. But give them the education, and that's what we want. So, as we as we continue to move on in the podcast, um you know, we um, we do have hopefully some really um, 
like I've been trying to get this um, this doctor on who's a pediatrician. She's a family doctor. She actually um, uh, works in a correctional facility. She's uh, like the head medical director. Of if a you're listening and we have to chase you down, Bill's going to be really mad. Yeah. But she, she does a whole thing on um, addiction and the undeveloped mind, which I just think if people were able to see that, you might just kind of, you know, say, all right, well, I get that and I understand. And yeah. and so and she's phenomenal and she knows what she's talking about. She's not fear mongering. She's not doing the. Um, she's just educating. She's all she's doing, educating. That's all we want to do. And um, and I will say this. So like um, and I, I did this when uh, we were talking about uh, marijuana and everything is that. Um, so in Colorado, there was a 19 year old kid. He ate one cookie, one cookie. He had nothing in his system but THC. But that cookie was six servings, and it was so powerful, he started hallucinating, freaked out, and he leapt from the building, and um, and he died. First of all, he was 19 years old. He was under the age of regulation. He ate a cookie that wasn't, um, you know, who who's going to hey, eat a quarter of a cookie? Listen, my, my buddy, the uh, about five months ago, he was making brownies. He was, I'll, fin- I'll finish with this. He was making brownies, and he had uh, he had put the THC in butter. Yeah, his dog ate the butter and almost killed his dog. His dog is a full-grown. I think it was a, a Doberman Pinscher. Yeah, ninety pounds, maybe, maybe a yeah. hundred pounds. My daughter is less than that. Butter. Yeah, like you can't tell the difference. And this dog devoured it and almost <laughs> killed his dog. And it's so if you tell me like, yeah, maybe I won't overdose from it, or maybe I won't die from it. But if that's it, like I say, you mask it as something else, and a kid devours it. Your your kid has a good yeah. chance of dying. You just don't want Especially to learn the hard way. No, you don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. So listen, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, and if it, it, like I say, if this sounds like a an attack on anything, it's not. It's this not. is this is us just relaying facts that we believe in. Just like we're open to discussion and we're open for debate. If you have facts that you believe in, we're not trying to knock anything like this. This is just education, open forum, and. Bill and I are both in agreement with this. We're not always in agreement because I keep telling him not to take his his wife's uh, flowery glasses. No, I didn't bring them. I brought my regular <laughs> yeah, glasses. Yeah, she's today. bought him three pairs, but he takes Actually, hers anyway. She she tries to stop me from when I um, go out. But so. if you want if you want to call if you want to call in, um, my phone is always oh, yeah. available. You can call one eight 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 four one five nine one three nine. That's one eight 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 four one five nine one three nine. And Bill, do you have any? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do. Um, I don't know where my paperwork is. It's so unorganized. Oh, here we go. Um, so just so if anybody was um, needs any help or any resources or whatever, um, we have the Holbrook Cares here in um, Holbrook, uh, the Holbrook Cares Coalition. And uh, we meet the first Tuesday of every month. Um, we just met last night. Um, and then, um, but that was, uh, that was, um, that wasn't the regular meeting. That was the um, steering committee meeting. But um, so we meet the first Tuesday of every month in the town hall at 7 p.m. You're more than welcome to come up. We have a, uh, a drop-in center that we meet on um, the in Holbrook. We meet the second Monday of every month from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Brookville Baptist. And then in Avon, it's the fourth Monday of every month, 6 to 8 in Avon. You can come in. You can um, um Get connected into some resources. You can get Narcan trained. We have a clinician on hand. Um, we have a couple of other organizations on hand. If you're just looking for information, come on in. So, um, but if 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 you don't remember what it is, just go to the Holbrook Cares page. We have all that information on there, and you can check it out and check out our um, Rock Bottom to Recovery uh, podcast page. Like it, share it, invite people. We we really. And if you like, uh, Shane said, if you have a um, a question or something, throw it out there. So. Um, 
message us. Um, again, you know. Yeah, just the last time I posted a video uh, knocking marijuana, I got called a moron. So if you could just leave that <laughs> word out. <laughs> I didn't like it very much. Yeah. It bothered me for a couple of days because then, you know, I, you know, I'm not trying to be derogatory towards no one else. But if you do call me a moron... I have no filter on Facebook, so I might actually get into an argument with. Nah, it. don't don't do that. You no, can listen, uh, hey, I'm just, I'm tired. Call me Thank the you. moron. I'm good with that. I'm, no, I'm very listen, good. Listen. So, but like I say, it's an open, well, we say it's an open forum. And uh, are we gonna get um, Shannon next week? Shannon is in next week. Um, she had an emergency flight. She had to take to Las Vegas. Must be nice. Yeah, Vegas is beautiful. Yeah, so we got um, yeah. we're gonna have a lot of uh, guest speakers. I think we'll have the uh, Brockton. Uh, uh, we're looking to get the Brockton mayor on here, right? Yeah, actually, and, oh, th- uh, I know we got to wrap this up because the producer's giving us that that hairy eyeball. Yeah, she gives us the finger. And when she it's was in a bad mood when we started. I think. Yeah. So, but um, so we just had our. Um, Comedy show for the yeah, recovery house um, for the Edwina Martin House in Brockton, which is one of the uh, few uh, recovery houses for women, um, and um, and it was just a huge success. The mayor of Boston was there, the mayor of Brockton. There was just a lot of um, great people. We had probably over four hundred people show up, probably closer to five hundred. Um, um, the comedy show was a success. Um, I know. Um, I heard some people say that the first comedian was awesome. Yep. Um, so, but if you weren't there, you missed out. I don't know what to tell you, but they raised a lot of money and that's going to go towards that second graduate house, which is, uh, needed, needed. So, you know, um, go and check out the Edwina Martin house. If you throw them a little donation, throw them a little donation. They do wonderful things for the lovely ladies of our state. So yeah, with sorry that, about that. I just, uh, got a message. Oh, um, okay, cool. Um, but yes, thank you for listening. Well, 15 people. Thank you for listening. This is the Rock Bottom to Recovery podcast, and we are totally grateful, and I am totally exhausted. Yeah, so we're all going to go home. I'm going to go tinkle and go home and go to bed. I'm going to go shower and and get the dirt off my face. Our producer, Jenna, she did a phenomenal job today. Yeah, Jenna, Uh, and listen, you can give us the finger all you want like you just did. Yep. Oh, boy. And now I'm going to reach. There's my finger. There's my finger. Bye.